ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد then to continue with شرح السنه of Imam Abu Muhammad Al-Hassan ibn Ali Al-Barbahari Rahimahullah With the explanation of Shaykh Salih Al-Fawzan Hafizahullah Then Last time We had uh, the remainder of point number three We moved on to point number four Which we did a part of Point number four being The saying of the author Imam Al-Barbahari Rahimahullah Wa'lam Rahimakallah Anna al-Dina Innama jaa'a Min qibadillahi Tabaraka wa ta'ala Lam yuda' Ala ukulin Lam yuda' Ala ukulin Rijal Wa araihim Wa ilmuhu Indallahi Wa inda rasuli Fala ta'tabi' Shay'an bihawak Fatamruqa Min al-Din Fatakhruja Min al-Islam Fa'innahu La hujjata lak فقد بين رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لأمته السنة وأوضحها لأصحابه وهم الجماعة وهم السواد الأعظم والسواد الأعظم الحق وأهله فمن خالف أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في شيء من أمر الدين فقد كفر And know, may Allah have mercy upon you that the religion is only what came from Allah the exalted and most high it was not left to the intellects of men and their opinions. Knowledge of it is what comes from Allah and from His Messenger. So do not follow anything based upon your desires. <clears throat> and therefore depart from the religion and leave Islam. There will be no excuse for you. Since the Messenger وسلم, explained the Sunnah to his nation and he made it clear to his companions. And they are the Jama'ah. And they are the main body. And the main body is the truth and its people. So whoever contradicts the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in anything of the affairs of the religion, then he has disbelieved. So last time we had the first section of that, the first part of that, and just some other points to run quickly over some of the points that we had in the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Ghawzan, hafidhahullah, then we had that the religion, the deen of Islam, is only that which came from Allah and that which He legislated. And it is not for anyone else to legislate matters of the deen, matters of the religion. And that the religion was not left up to the minds of the people, up to what they think is good. It was not left up to the opinions of the people for them to think with their opinions whether matters from the religion or not. That is not the case. Rather, the matters of the religion are tawqifiyya. They depend upon text. There must be an, an ayah of the Qur'an to affirm something, or an authentic hadith in the sunnah of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And whatever is besides that, from innovations, or new matters introduced, this must be abandoned. It is not part of our religion. So even though there are many people who hold new things to be deemed to be part of the religion then as Shaykh Fawzan said we take no notice of this 
Rather, whatever the people are upon is to be tested against the book and the sunnah. Whatever conforms with the book and the sunnah, has an evidence in the book and the sunnah, then it's to be accepted. And whatever does not, it's to be rejected. <coughs> then we continue with what occurs on page 82 of the two volume Saudi edition, page 53 of the older Egyptian edition, page 30 of the second newer Egyptian edition. This all falls under point number four, as we said, point number, th- uh, point number four, which in the English translation was translated as point number five, in accordance with the edition that it was translated from. So here, and in continuation of the same point that we began last week, there occurs the continuation, his saying, for their tabit So do not follow anything based upon your desires. The last thing that we had last week were the two conditions for acceptability of an action that the action is we have ikhlas in the action is made purely and sincerely for Allah that one's religion is made purely and sincerely for Allah free of shirk secondly that the action is done following the sunnah of Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa such that the action is free of innovations and newly introduced matters and then the chef mentioned that a person will actually find Amongst the people, many things which are contrary to correct aqeedah, contrary to matters of worship, because the people have their own desires, their own aspirations, their own opinions, and their own ways which they follow. So the Sheikh said, finished what we had last week, by saying, but as for us, then we do not follow the people. Rather, we present whatever the people were upon before the book and the sunnah. So whatever conforms to the book and the sunnah, then it is the truth. It is true. And whatever conflicts with them, then it is false. Then the Shaykh continued with the explanation and the point continues. He's saying, Fala work. So do not follow anything based upon your desires. Shaykh Fawz answer. Do not follow anything based upon your hawa, your desires and your personal wishes but rather your desires and wishes should follow whatever comes from Allah and His Messenger so that you do not desire except what came from Allah and His Messenger and you do not wish for except that which came from Allah and His Messenger this is the path of salvation Then Shaykh Fawzan said, showing the dangers of following one's desires in the matter of religion, he said, if you were to follow your desires, you would become one of those who follow their desires and who do not follow the wahi, who do not follow the revelation which has been sent down. He the Most High said, 
فإن لم يستجيبوا لك فأعلم أنما يتبعون أهواءهم ومن أضل ممن اتبعه ومن أضل ممن اتبعه وهو بغير هدى من الله إن الله لا يهدي قوم الظالمين سورة القصص 28 سورة آية 50 with the explanation so if they do not respond to you then no Obviously addressed to the Prophet ﷺ. Those people of shirk, if they do not respond to you, then know that they are merely following their desires. And who is more astray than one who follows his desires without guidance from Allah? Allah does not guide a people who are disobedient wrongdoers. Shaykh al-Fawzan quotes the second evidence. He said, he the, and he the Most High said, فَحْكُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ وَلَا تَعْتَبِ أَهْوَاءَهُمْ عَمَّا جَاءَكَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ Surah Al-Ma'idah, the fifth surah, ayah 48, with the explanation. So pass judgment between them with that which Allah sent down. And do not abandon acting upon that in favor of their desires so that they lead you away from the truth that has come to you. And Shaykh Fawzan quotes the third evidence. He said, and he the Most High said, ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكَ عَلَىٰ شَرِيْئَةٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْرِ فَاتَّبِعْهَا وَلَا تَعْتَبِعْهَا الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ إِنَّهُمْ لَنْ يُغْنُوا عَنْكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا وَإِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ وَاللَّهُ وَلِيُّ الْمُتَّقِينَ Ayah 18 and 19 with the explanation. Then, after the previous messen- after the previous prophets, <laughs> we have placed you, and addressed the Prophet ﷺ, then we have placed you upon a clear way with regard to the religion. So follow it. And do not follow the desires of those ignorant ones who do not know. They could be of no avail to you against Allah at all and the wrongdoers are allies of each other the wrongdoers are just allies of each other and Allah is the guardian lord of those who are dutiful to him Shaykh Fawzan said so therefore you are between two affairs either you will follow the correct religion or otherwise, you will be following desires. There is no third case. You will be upon one of these two. Either you follow the correct religion. If not, then you will just be following desires. That's what's clear from these eyes. There's no third possibility. Then he said, he's saying... فَتَمْرُقَ مِنَ الدِّينِ فَتَخْرُجَ مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ He's saying, and therefore, obviously continuing with the saying of the author, Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, and therefore depart from the religion and exit from Islam. So do not follow anything based upon your desires, and therefore depart from the religion and exit from Islam. Shaykh al-Bawzan said, Whoever follows his desires, then he departs from the religion 
even if it be something which occurs in the distant future. To begin with, he is lax about disobedience and about desires. That's the initial stage for the person. He's lax about disobedience, acts of disobedience to Allah, and lax about desires. Then the following of desires grows in seriousness until he exits from the religion. So that his religion comes to be just whatever he desires. Just as he, the Majestic and Most High, said, and then Shaykh Fazan quotes the ayah, أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَذَ إِلَاهَمْ هَوَاهُ وَأَضَلَّهُ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ إِلْمٍ وَخَتَمَ عَلَىٰ سَمْعِهِ وَقَلْبِهِ وَجَعَلَ عَلَىٰ بَصَرِهِ عَلَىٰ بَصَرِهِ غِشَاوَةِ Surah Al-Jathiyah, the 45th Surah, Ayah 23, with the explanation. Do you see the one who takes whatever he desires as his object of worship? And Allah misguides him, knowing that he will not be guided. And he seals his hearing and his heart, and he places upon his sight a covering. Shaykh Fazan said, So Al-Hawa, following of desires, desires Al-Hawa, desires, this is another object of worship. Another ilah, another object of worship, and shirk is shirk is not restricted to just the worship of an idol or an object which is worshipped. Rather, there is something else, which is al-hawa desires. So a person may perhaps not worship the idols and trees and rocks and not worship graves however he follows his desires so he is a slave he is an abd he is a slave and worshipper of his desires so it is upon the person to beware and not to follow except that which conforms to the book and the Sunnah. Then he continues his saying, فَإِنَّهُ لَا حُجَّةَ لَكَ فَقَدْ بَيَّنَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ لِأُمَّتِهِ السُنَّةِ وَأَوْضَحَهَا لِأَصْحَابِهِ His saying, because then there will be no excuse for you. There will be no hujjah, no argument, no plea, no excuse for you in doing that, if you do that. Since the, since the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam explained the sunnah to his nation and he clarified it to his companions. Shaykh Bawazan said, there will be no excuse, no plea, no argument for the one who opposes and instead follows his desires. Because he went astray after the affair has been made clear and after having knowledge. And Shaykh Rasan quotes the same ayah from Surah Al-Jathiyah. أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَذَ إِلَاهَهُ هَوَاهُ وَأَضَلَّهُ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمُ Surah Al-Jathiyah, 45th Surah, Ayah 23, 
the explanation. Do you see the one who takes whatever he desires as his object of worship and Allah misguides him knowing that he will not be guided? Knowing that if guidance were to come to him, he would not follow it? Shaykh Fawzan said, he is not a jahil, he is not an ignorant person. Rather, he knows and is aware of the book and the sunnah. And he knows and is aware of the sayings of the people of knowledge. However, they do not agree with his desires. So therefore, he abandons them. And instead, he takes on whatever actually agrees with his desires. This is Abdullah, this is misguidance. And Allah's refuge is sought. So following desires is very dangerous. So therefore it is upon a person that he should beware of the following of desires. Allah the Majestic and Most High said to his Prophet Dawood alayhi salatu wassalam وَلَا تَعْتَبِئِ الْحَوَىٰ فَيُضِلَّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ الَّذِينِ يَضِلُّ وَلَا تَعْتَبِئِ الْحَوَىٰ فَيُضِلَّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَضِلُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ بِمَا نَسُوا يَوْمَ الْحِسَابِ Surah Sa'ad, the 38th Surah, Ayah 26 With the explanation And do not follow your desires So that they lead you astray from the path of Allah Those who stray from the path of Allah Will have a severe punishment because of their abandoning Allah's commandments on the day of resurrection. They will have severe punishment on the day of resurrection because of their abandoning Allah's commandments. Sheikh Fawzan said, and Ibn al-Jawzi, rahimahullah, has a book in a large volume which is entitled, Dhammul Hawa, The Blame of Desires. Blameworthiness of Desires, Hawa. And in it, he brought evidences and sayings of people of the people of knowledge and wise sayings which warn against the following of desires, al-hawa. Shaykh Razan said, so what is obligatory upon the person is that he takes care, takes caution against his desires. Because he may be saved from the worship of idols and rocks and trees and graves. And he may know Tawheed and know the Sunnah. However, he may not be secure from the following of desires. And this is a tremendous calamity. So it is upon the Muslim that he should beware of the following of desires. And rather, his desires should follow on from that which came from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam just as occurs in the hadith that he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يَكُونَ حَوَاهُ تَبْعًا تِبْعًا it says here لِمَا جِئْتُ بِهِ none of you truly believes until his desires follow on from that which I came with Fazan said Sheikh Fawzan said it was declared Sahih, authentic by Anawi in Al-Arba'in, the 40 hadith. And he said, 
We have it narrated to us in the book Al-Hujjah with an authentic chain of narration. As a side point here, they bring a footnote on this hadith, uh, a few lines long, about those who report the hadith, Ibn Abi Asim in As-Sunnah, and Al-Hasan ibn Sufyan in his book Al-Arba'een, and Al-Bayhaqi, and Al-Madkhal, in As-Sunnah, and Al-Kubra, and others. As for Shaykh Al-Albani, then he said with regard to this hadith, in his checking of As-Sunnah of Ibn Abi Asim, and likewise, in his checking of Al-Mashkat, Number 167, Sheikh Albani said its chain of narration is da'if. The chain of narration of this hadith is da'if. <coughs> it contains Nu'aym ibn Hamad, and he was weak. Obviously, meaning Nu'aym ibn Hamad, the great Imam of the Sunnah, Rahimahullah. But the people of knowledge mentioned with regard to narrations of hadith, he's, a, he's taken to be a weak narrator. So Sheikh Albani said the chain of narration is weak. It contains Nu'aym ibn Hamad, and he was weak. And Al Hafiz ibn Rajab. Quoted other weaknesses for it, disagreeing with Anawi for his declaring it Sahih. So refer to his book Jami al Ulum wal Hikam. And some of them, such as the ones mentioned later on in a footnote, the grandson of Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab, Rahimahullah Sulaiman ibn Abdullah. He said with regard to this narration, his chain of narration is authentic as a know he said. Then he comments further on, he said, however, Ibn Rajab said, declaring that Sahih is something far-fetched from many aspects which he mentioned. And some people criticize that. He said, I said, this is the grandson of Ibn Abdul Wahhab, Sulaiman Ibn Abdul Wahhab, he said, I say, but its meaning is authentic for certain. None of you truly believes until he makes his desires conform and follow on from that which the Messenger came with. He said, its meaning is correct for certain, even if its chain of narration is not authentic. And the origin of it occurs in the Quran in many places. Then he quoted a number of ayahs in that regard, such as his saying, He the Most High, Fala wa Rabbika. لا يؤمنون حتى يحكموك فيما شجر بينهم سورة النساء the fourth surah ayah 65 with explanation so no by your lord they will not believe until they make you the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa judge in whatever disputes occur between them and he quoted a number of ayahs in that regard so he's saying the meaning is even if the hadith is weak with regard to its generation the meaning is correct Wallahu back to what Shaykh Farzan said then he quoted the hadith none of you truly believes until his desires follow on from that which I came with. But I know he said it was Sahih in his book Al-Arba'een. And he said, we have, narrated, we have it narrated to us in the book Al-Hujjah with an authentic chain of narration. And then Shaykh Farzan said, And the Messenger وسلم, did not leave anything except that he clearly explained it to his nation. To the extent that one of the companions, one of the Sahaba said, ما توفي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم طائرا يقلب جناحيه في الهواء إلا وذكر لنا منه علما. That one of the companions said, Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم did not pass away, and there was a bird flapping its wings in the air, except that he had mentioned to us some knowledge concerning it. In a footnote with regard to this narration, they mention 
Waki reported this narration in his book Az-Zuhud and Imam Ahmad in the Musnad and Ibn Sa'ad in Tabaqat and they mentioned a list of others from a narration of Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu and the Shaykh aforementioned Shaykh Suleiman ibn Abdullah the grandson of Ibn Abdul Wahab he said in his great in his great explanation of Kitab Tawheed Taysir al-Aziz al-Hamid that its chain of narration is good chain of narration's report is good again as a side point Shaykh al-Albani said that it was sahih authentic in his checking of Ibn Shabban <coughs> then Shaykh Razan said having quoted this narration he did not leave anything from that which mankind have a need of from that which will draw them closer to Allah and distance them from disbelief and misguidance except that he made it clear and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said inni tarikun fikum ma intamassaktum bihi lam tadillu ba'di kitab allahi wa sunnati that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said I am leaving amongst you that which if you hold on to it you will never go astray after me. The book of Allah and my Sunnah. In a footnote they mention, this is reported by Al-Hakim in the Mustadrak and by Al-Bayhaqi in As-Sunan Al-Kubra and by Al-Jurri in his book As-Shari'a from a hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah. And this hadith, his chain of narration was declared Hassan by Shaykh al-Albani although the chain of narration of Al-Hakim was Hassan and Shaykh al-Bani mentioned that in his checking of Al-Mishkat then Shaykh al-Bazan said so he left his nation upon clear white evidence its night is just like its day and when Allah had completed through him the religion and perfected the favour by means of him then he moved on to his Lord after he had conveyed the clear message and clearly explained the sunnah to his companions and he said in the address in the khutbah of the farewell hajj have I conveyed the message so they said they said we bear witness that you have indeed conveyed the message and have acted sincerely he said, Allahumma shahad. Oh Allah, bear witness. The hadith reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih as hadith number 67 and Muslim as hadith 1671 as a hadith of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. He said his saying, Wahumul Jama'ah, His saying, and they are the Jama'ah, and they are the main body. Shaykh Muzan said, His companions, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they are the Jama'ah. Meaning, they are the Asl, they are the foundation of the Jama'ah. Then those who followed them, then those who followed them. Just as he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, خَيْرُكُمْ قَرْنِي ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ Just as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the best of you is my generation, 
then those who follow them, then those who follow them. The hadith, as I mentioned, the footnote here, being reported by Al-Bukhari as hadith 3450, and Muslim as hadith 2535, as a hadith of Imran ibn Rasan quoted the hadith that the companions they are the jama'ah they are the main body as Sawad al-A'zam he said just as he sallallahu alayhi wa said the best of you is my generation then those who come after them then those who come after them Shaykh Rasan said the companions and the tabi'un and the atba'u tabi'in the first two generations the companions the tabi'in and the atba'u tabi'in and they are the most excellent generations they're the ones referred to in this hadith. Companions, then the next generation, the tabi'een, then the next generation, the successors of the tabi'een. And they are the most excellent generations. They are the jama'ah. And whoever comes after them, then he follows on from them. They follow on from the foundation. They follow on from the foundation which the companions of Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were upon. He the Most High said, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اَتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِأَحْسَانِ Surah Tawbah, the ninth surah, ayah 100, with the explanation. And the first and foremost ones, from the muhajireen and the ansar, and those who follow them upon goodness. Shaykh Ramzan said, they are the jama'ah whom Allah has commanded us to be with and whom the Prophet ﷺ commanded us that we should be with and whom he forbade us from separating from and they are as a'zam, the main body who are upon the truth and upon guidance so those people who declare that the Salaf were ignorant <coughs> these later people these in later times who declared that the Salaf were ignorant or unaware 
and who belittle their status are those who say they were men and we are men and who say there is nothing to prevent us introducing new things and we are not bound to follow the Salaf and the sayings of the Salaf Sheikh Fawzan said this is Dalam, this is misguidance and Allah's refuge is sought people these days or in any days who say the like of this and try and beautify it with whatever arguments they bring whatever they say this is misguidance and Allah's refuge is sought this and then he mentions the reason why they come with these things he said this is to separate the later part of this ummah this nation from its first part to make a separation and if its later part indeed becomes separated from its first part it will be destroyed and they want that the nation should be destroyed so they bring this trick and it is the separation of the later people from the first part of the nation there are to be found now people who warn against the madhab, the way of the salaf and who warn against turning back to their sayings and who say that was a time that's come by so beware of what the Salaf were upon, they say. And who encourages originating new things in the religion. Sheikh Fazan responds, the religion is Tawqifi. The religion is a matter dependent on text. And it is, a, it is to follow. It is not to innovate or to originate new things. Originating new things can only be in the field of manufacturing and of worldly benefits but as for the deen, the religion then nothing new or nothing may be newly introduced in it after the passing away of the messenger وسلم, because laying down legislation came to an end with the passing away of the messenger so there is nothing upon us except to follow and that we do not introduce anything new from ourselves and say, this is what is fitting for this time. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, said, nothing will rectify the latter part of this nation, except that which rectified its first part. In a footnote they mention, this is reported from him, from Imam Malik, by a number of, different, a number of people, such as Ash-Shatibi in his book Al-Tisam, and Ibn Abdul Hadi in his book Tanqih Al-Tahqiq, and perhaps Imam Malik took this point of benefit from his sheikh, his teacher, Wahab ibn Kaysan. For indeed, Ibn Abdul Bar reports in his book at Tamheed from Imam Malik that he himself said, <coughs> Wahab ibn Kaysan used to sit for us. And he would never get up until he had said to us, annahu la yasluhu, that He would say, no, that nothing will rectify the latter part of this nation except what rectified its first part. Sheikh Mazan said, that which rectified its first part was the book and the sunnah. So nothing will rectify the last, of, last part of this nation except for the book and the sunnah and following the way of the Salaf al-Salih, the pious predecessors. Sheikh Mazan said, his saying, and his saying, was sawadu a'zam al-haqqu wa ahlu and the main body is the truth and his people 
Shafazan said, As-Sawad, they are the people of the truth. <coughs> the main body, it is the people of the truth. And it's people who, those who, add, those who cling on to it. And the meaning of As-Sawad al-A'zam, the main body, it does not mean merely the majority of the people, a large number of people. It doesn't mean that. The meaning of As-Sawad al-A'zam, the main body, is those who are upon the truth. Even if they are few in number, yet still they are As-Sawad al-A'zam, the main body. Even if they be a single man. They bring a footnote here, which is some slight length, but it's important, inshallah, so we'll mention it. They've been reporting that regard from one of the great Imams in the past. He said, they say, Abu Nu'aym said in his book, Hilyatul Awliya, that a man asked Imam Ishaq ibn Rahway, who is As-Sawadu A'zam? This group were mentioned in the hadith, As-Sawadu A'zam, the main body. Who are they? So he said, he responded, Muhammad ibn Aslam, that is At-Tusi, and his companions, and whoever follows him, then he said, a man asked Ibn al-Mubarak, saying, O oh, Abu Abdurrahman, who is As-Sawad al-A'zam? Who is the main body? So he said, Abu Hamza as-Sukkari. Mentioned one individual. Abu Hamza as-Sukkari. Then Ishaq said, meaning at that time, Abu Hamza was Abu Hamza. And in our time, it is Muhammad ibn Aslam. And whoever follows him. He is asked about, who is this main body? Those who are upon the truth. What is this body of people? So he mentioned an individual. In that time, it was Abu Hamza al-Sukkari. And in our time, Imam Ishaq said, it is Muhammad ibn Aslam. And whoever follows him. Then Ishaq said, and if you were to ask the, the ignorant people, who are As-Sawad al-A'zam, the main body? They would say the majority, it means the majority of the people. And they do not know that the Jama'ah is a scholar, a person of knowledge adhering to the narrations of the Prophet and his way. So whoever is with him and follows him, then he is the Jama'ah. And whoever opposes him and leaves the Jama'ah, or rather whoever opposes him in that regard, he has left the Jama'ah. Then Ishaq said, and I have not heard a scholar for 50 years who is more knowledgeable than Muhammad ibn Aslam? Me, Muhammad ibn Aslam, Abtusi. So he explained as Sawad al Adam and the Jama'at to be a single man. He can be a single man. And whoever is with him upon the truth. Then Shaykh Fazan said, Whoever is upon the truth, he is as Sawad al Adam. He is the main body. We do not look to see what the majority of the people are upon. Al-Amirad said, We do not look to see where the majority of the people is what they are upon we don't look at the majority of the people in other words rather we look at what they are upon so majority a large number may be upon misguidance he the most high said with the explanation and if you were to obey the most of those people who are upon the earth they will lead you away, they will misguide you, lead you away from the path of Allah. Sheikh Vazan said, quoting his second evidence, and he the Most High said, 
وَمَا أَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ وَلَوْ حَرَصْتَ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ Surah Yusuf, the 12th Surah, Ayah 103. With the explanation, And most of the people, no matter how eager you are, will not be believers. Then he quotes a, a further evidence. He said, And he the Most High said, وَمَا وَجَدْنَا لِأَكْثَرِهِمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ وَإِنْ وَجَدْنَا أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَفَاسِقِينَ Surah Al-A'raf, the 7th Surah, Ayah 102. With the explanation, And we did not find most of them to be true to their covenant of worshipping Allah alone and obeying Him. Rather, we found most of them disobedient. We found most of them to be disobedient sinners. Shaykh Fazan quotes a further evidence. And he said, And he the Most High said, وَإِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِّنَ النَّاسِ لَفَاسِقُونَ Surah Al-Ma'idah, the 5th Surah, Ayah 49, with the explanation, And many of the people are disobedient ones. Shaykh Fazan said, So Kathra, a large number, being a, being a large number, don't be fooled by a large number of people, by a majority, a large number of people. Don't be fooled by it. And it is not to be followed unless it is upon the truth. Whoever is upon the truth, then he is the Jama'ah. It is the Jama'ah. Whether they are few or many. So the discerning factor is what they are upon. Is it truth or falsehood? So if it is truth, then they are the Jama'ah. Even if there is only a single person upon it. And if it is falsehood, that they are upon, then it is misguidance, even if most of the people are upon it, even if the majority of the people are upon it. Shaykh Fazan said, he's saying, فَمَنْ خَالَفَ أَصْحَابَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ فِي شَيْءٍ مِنْ أَمْرِ الدِّينِ فَقَدْ كَفَرَ He's saying, and whoever opposes the companions of Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم in anything from the affair of the religion, then he has disbelieved. Kafar. Shaykh Fazan said, Kafara. He has disbelieved or he has committed disbelief. This carries the possibility of referring to major disbelief. Disbelief that he's left Islam. Al-Kufrul Akbar. And it carries the possibility of referring to Al-Kufrul Asghar, lesser Kufr. That which is called disbelief, but it doesn't take a person outside the fall of Islam. Shaykh Fazan said, in accordance with the level of his opposition. It will vary in accordance with the degree to which he has opposed companions. So he's saying, فَقَدْ كَفَرْ Then he has committed disbelief. It doesn't mean that he has committed kufr and left the fold of, left the religion altogether, always. It doesn't always mean that one who opposes them in something has left the religion. This may be the case. However, it may be lesser disbelief. What is important is that conflicting with the Salaf is kufr, is disbelief. It may be greater, it may be major disbelief, it may be lesser, in accordance with the level of the opposition to them. It may take a person outside the fold of Islam, if it's at that level, or it may, he may still remain within the fold of Islam, with misguidance, which doesn't take him outside Islam. And that what is meant or rather, Sheikh gives an alternative, he said, or that what is meant is that if he conflicts with them, if he opposes them, to begin with, at the beginning of his affair, with something slight, then in gradual stages, 
he becomes worse until he departs from religion altogether. So his affair leads him to disbelief. If he if his opposition continues, that his affair leads to disbelief to major disbelief. It starts off not being major disbelief, but it carries on, carries on his opposition until he ends up upon major disbelief. So that then he exits from the religion altogether. So that Satan leads him gradually and desires and his soul which is prompted by evil until he departs from the religion altogether. And there is a, because of the importance of this point, then there is an important point here from Sheikh Ahmed al Najmi, where he explains the like of this phrase as well. Which I'll mention quickly now, because the importance of it, obviously the people of the Sunnah should be the furthest of the people from misunderstanding the like of takfir of the people. So, Sheikh, I'll make it, mention it quickly, inshallah. Sheikh Ahmad al Najmi, he mentions the like of this phrase occurs repeatedly in the speech of the author, Rahimahullah, in the whole, whoever opposes the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa in anything with the affair of the religion, then he is kafir, done disbelief. So the like of this phrase occurs many, a number of times from the speech of the author, Rahimahullah. And it is to be taken to have one of three meanings. Firstly, either it is to be taken to mean that he intends, what the author intended by it, was a person who denies something. That is a fundamental <coughs> point of the creed and belief of the religion. And he denies it. Then he is disbelieved. That's the first understanding. The second point, the second aspect of understanding, we can understand this phrase, is, or he intended that his deeds, person does that, his deeds may lead him into disbelief. May lead him eventually into disbelief. Or thirdly, that he intended disbelief, which is lesser than major disbelief. Meaning disbelief by which a person is still within the fold of Islam. Meaning kufr on ni'mah. Rejecting Allah's favor. He rejects the favor Allah has bestowed upon him, the favor of the book and the sun. He, re- he rejects some aspect of it, some, some of the favor Allah has given him. Then the Shaykh said, and it is not the case that everyone who goes against something which the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa whereupon departs altogether from the religion. For this is not from the aqidah of the Ahl of Sunnah wal Jamaah. <coughs> Whoever opposes the companions in any single matter, he becomes a disbeliever outside Islam. That's not from the aqid of the Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. For indeed, Anas ibn Malik said, when he came to Medina at the end of his life, when Anas ibn Malik came back to Medina from Basra, he came back to Medina, when he saw what the people were upon in Medina, he said, I don't recognize anything from that which I reached except for the prayer. And that you're spoiling it. And you're spoiling that as well. Hadith brought by Imam al-Bukhari. This narration brought by Imam al-Bukhari. And in one narration, and have you not spoiled what you have spoiled from it? Sheikh Ahmed said, meaning he did not take them, or rather he said that what he was referring to was that they have, have you not taken the prayers out of their times? You pray them out of their due times. However, he did not declare them to be disbelievers. And no one takes this saying of his from the people of the Sunnah to mean kufr 
Yet the people who were in his time had become disbelievers. The fact that they'd gone against what the companions used to be upon, people had changed from that. In the matter of the prayer, nobody declared them to be disbelievers because of that. Nobody understood the same honest meant they were disbelievers. So therefore we say, Shaykh Ahmed said, whoever con- contradicts the companions of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in anything from the affairs of religion, has committed kufr. It is to be taken to have one of the meanings that we have already mentioned. In the three meanings. Because the aqidah of the Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah is that they do not declare disbelievers, anyone from the Muslims, based upon a sin, unless it is major shirk that he has committed, or that he has denied a ruling which is agreed upon, or that he has mocked the religion or its people, or the like of that. Those things which are mentioned amongst those, those things which break a person's Islam. And they do not, the people of the Sunnah, do not declare anyone to be a disbeliever based just upon a sin. Even if it's a major sin from the Kabaya. Even if he persists upon it and dies upon it. Because the, book, the texts of the book and the Sunnah indicate this creed and belief.